Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. No Seth Goldberg. You do have Stephen Fonte. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you see that we have Mike Waters here in studio. He'll be with us all two hours. We want to take your phone calls as well. Big day for SU basketball. Important non-conference game inside the Cary Dome tonight as St. Bonaventure comes to town. We want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. We'll still have our normal Friday guest, Patrick Beeline, Lemoyne head coach, set to join us at 12.45, and then our Vegas insider Kevin Todd will be on with us at 1.15. You'll get another crack at uh, at doing some picks, Mike. But don't mess me up. I'm actually winning now, if you can believe that. Yeah, I think the last time I was here on a Pick'em Friday, I really messed up. That's okay. I think I messed you up. Too. I was struggling at the time, so it's okay. But I, I'm I'm back on track. I'm actually winning this thing, uh, trying to win some money for charity. Uh, we'll get to that, though, in hour number two. Hour number one, going to be completely basketball, mainly SU basketball. And, and I have to admit, Mike, uh, I love working with Seth. I was very excited to come to work today because I knew I was going to get to talk basketball for two hours with you. <laughs> then I got in the car. And I was a little less excited as I tried to maneuver my way here with the slippery roads out there. If you're out on the roads right now, please do be safe. Get where you're going. Uh, take take a few extra minutes to get where you're going and, and get there safely. And then I arrive, and and you come bearing gifts. You you brought donuts for everyone, and now all of a sudden I'm excited again. So it's it's great to see you. I'm glad you're here, uh, and I look forward to the next two hours. Well, I thank you. It's good to be here, and and I do uh, curry favor and buy most of my friends with with donuts. So. so we're friends then. That's good That's good to know. That's, I've, I've already learned something here. We're not even about, five minutes into the show. You know, in, in the slop, in the mess that's out there, I had some errands to run. Uh, you know, a little last-minute Christmas shopping and just kind of in the holiday spirit. Are you done? On the way to the station, I am shopping? now done. After this morning, I'm done. But I was in the spirit. That's, hence the donuts. Um, in an upset, Mike, I am now done with my shopping. I finished about 10 o'clock this morning. This is unprecedented for me yeah. that... I am done before Christmas Eve, but I am, and I had, I had time to spare. But I am, I am officially done. Now, I, I one asterisk on my I'm done. I have something to put together tomorrow. But oh, it's, it's it's bought. It's 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 in the house. I have something to put together as well. That doesn't count. If, okay. if it's purchased, you're it's done. done. Okay, now I'm done. And I have to wrap still, which is, for me, is, oh. is an ordeal. Are you bad at that, too? Oh, I'm awful at it. Is yeah. there any guy out there that's good at wrapping Christmas presents? I don't presents? know. I, I'm not that guy, if me there neither. is one. And and the, the family, they, it's a joke. They they know which presents under the tree <laughs> were bought by Dad or wrapped by that's him. That's fair. Because, you know, and, and you know what? It's, I, in a way, I take a little bit of sense of pride in yeah, it now. It's sure. like, Dad tried. Right, and if you can fool them, and if they're like, oh, I think mom got me this way, like, nope, and then you know you did well on that one. Yeah, that doesn't happen with uh, me. I can, I can certainly relate to that, Mike. Um, all right, let's talk some SU basketball. You know what? Speaking yeah. of the weather, shouldn't Bonaventure and Syracuse be playing on a day when we got a snowstorm? Yeah, it seems I mean, fitting, right? It's upstate New York, And, and we're going to have a white Christmas because of this. Yeah. Um, it's going to mess with the high school schedule tonight, but there will be a, a college basketball game inside the Dome. And, and when this schedule came out, and before the season started, Mike, I feel like we looked at the schedule and we said, all right, we know Kansas is really good. Yeah. Hmm, St. Bonaventure might be the second best team in the non-conference schedule. Can we... 
rephrase that and leave out the might be? I mean, is this the second best team Syracuse will play during the non-conference schedule? Feels like it. I, I would say absolutely. Uh, Maryland might be close, but Bonaventure beat Maryland. And that was a Bonaventure team that didn't even have Jalen Adams. And that, that was night. at a neutral site. Neutral site, no Jalen Adams, and Bonaventure wins. So Bonaventure's got the edge over Maryland, uh, not, and maybe not just an edge. Um, so yeah, they're better than Connecticut. I, I think firmly believe that, and I'd say better than Georgetown. We still don't know how you know Georgetown played good against Syracuse. Which it was an overtime game. Obviously, they frittered away a lead, but with the schedule Georgetown's played. You know, who cares what their record is, and you have no idea really how good they are. So it's yeah, Bonaventure's it. Bonaventure right now in the Ken Palm ratings, uh, Syracuse is at fifty-two. Bonaventure's at at sixty. So they are both in that area right now, where this game tonight is vitally important. Not just tonight, but could be vitally important in early March. Okay, so since you went there, in terms of in, in terms of the importance, and I know they're all important, and Kansas, if Syracuse had won that game, would have been the most important, but they didn't, and, mm-hmm. and Kansas was the better team, and, and Kansas did you know what it should have done at that time against a, a young Syracuse squad. With that being said, Kansas aside, is this the next quote-unquote most important non-conference game? And I know the committee puts a lot of emphasis on if you win away from the Dome, and Syracuse was able to do that at the Garden against UConn, was able to do that on the road against Georgetown. It wasn't pretty, but they came back, they got the job done. So you could make a case, I think, for those two games. But given, again, the RPI and the Ken Palm and the, the fact that we all think St. Bonaventure will be a quality win should Syracuse win this game by the end of the season, at least a quality opponent by the end of the season, does that make this the next most important game on the non-conference schedule aside from Kansas? I think it, even before, not even now, not even talking today, at the beginning of the season, I think the Bonaventure game uh, was the most important game on Syracuse's non-conference schedule, including Kansas. Because um, a loss to Kansas on a neutral floor isn't going to hurt you. So they lost to Kansas on a neutral floor. It doesn't really hurt. The and reason I say that is because if you win it, oh. then that's a feather in your cap the entire season. So yeah. I, I, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. Now that they lost it, I, that's why I said it. The I think, win could have made the Kansas game the most important because right. that would have been a huge feather in your cap. Um, but still, look at the beginning of the season, knowing that Bonaventure was going to be one of the better teams in the A-10 but maybe not going to necessarily win it. And once you're not winning the A-10 or winning the A-10 tournament, you know, you're now a bubble team, almost de facto. And Syracuse coming into the season, we didn't know how good Syracuse might be. Um, and we're used to you know, Syracuse teams being on the bubble, it seems like, in, in recent years. So it, it seemed like it, this was going to be a battle of two potential bubble teams right from the get-go, So and that's important. And now there'll be other games in the ACC part of the schedule but yeah in the non-conference schedule this is it and I think it's even more important to I don't know I'm, you know, I'm going to stop or I'm going to stop myself from saying that. I was about to say it's more important to Syracuse because it's a home game so you have to have it but if you look at Bonaventure's schedule and who they played and everything I it's no it's important to both teams uh, this could be a difference maker yeah I mean this could be you said they might both be bubble teams come Selection Sunday. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the committee's deciding between SU's resume and Bonaventure's resume. You know what? It absolutely could happen. If you go back to, it was uh, 2007, Syracuse lost a home game to Drexel. And I am, I, I to this day, I think the committee came down 
to the, the last couple spots in the bracket, and it was Syracuse Drexel, and I think it was a bad Stanford team that got in. And I think it was just because the committee couldn't untwine the connection between Syracuse. We like and Syracuse Drexel. better, but they lost to Drexel. Exactly. So, but we can't put Drexel in. And so they took Stanford, and Stanford got blown out. Just embarrassed themselves, and so you kind of wanted to say to the committee, you should have just picked between Syracuse and Drexel and made a hard decision. But no, these games in in November, December can, you know, have a huge effect in, in early March. See, this is one of the reasons why I love talking basketball with you. You can provide that perspective, you know, going back seven years, giving us an example. And, and it again, at the end of the day, maybe both these teams are tournament teams, and it won't matter on Selection Sunday. Right. But why not take care of business now, and then you, you don't have to worry at, at least about that aspect of this whole thing. Syracuse, we know, 10-1, and one, the one loss to Kansas. Bonaventure opened the season with an unexpected loss to Niagara, got upset 77-75. Their only other loss was on a neutral site down in that tournament in Florida. They beat Maryland the the uh, the second game of that, you know, quote-unquote tournament, the Emerald Coast Classic, as they call it. They beat uh, yeah, Maryland really Eastern odd. Shore in the first one, then beat Maryland in the second one, right. and then lost to TCU in a fairly close game. It was a 10-point game. TCU was yet to lose. TCU's ranked undefeated. among the top 15 in the country. So, you know, got upset in the, the opener against Niagara, for, and, then, and then lost to TCU. The TCU loss for them right now is the, is the Kansas right. loss for Syracuse. Great no point. apologies. Uh, that, that first loss to Niagara, I almost would just want to take it and throw it out the window. It was the first game of the season, and all of a sudden they're playing without Jalen Adams. Now, once they kind of got used to playing without him, they 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 made it through the rest of those games. But uh, you know, you played a rival in your opener, and you didn't have your lead guy. You look at the way they're playing since then, both with and without him. You're like, man, this is a really good team with Jalen Adams. St. Bonaventure has one of the best backcourts in. in in the A-10, if not the country. We'll get to that that yeah. backcourt in a moment. I do want to finish up on the schedule, gonna... though. And Syracuse has two common opponents with Bonaventure. Uh, they played Buffalo, and they played Maryland. And they both beat Maryland by two. And Bonaventure won at Buffalo by 11. And so the, the common opponent is very hmm. comparable. Um, <laughs> How did Syracuse do against Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, they, had to, they had to sweat it out uh, towards the end of that game, as we all know. And um, it got awfully dicey, you know, down a point with 310 to go. And, and then Syracuse figures it out. Frank Howard hits that huge three. And, and Syracuse able to survive. But the, the final scores are very comparable. Both beat Maryland. Maryland by two. Bonaventure played him in a neutral site. Syracuse played him in the dome. You know, Syracuse beat Buffalo by single digits. Bonaventure went to Buffalo and won by 11. What does that tell you? It tells you this is going to be a close game tonight. Which is why I'm kind of pumped up and a little excited today. I I, I like these games. This is going to be fun. You know, I know a lot of Bonaventure grads. They're fired up. They think this is a team that's got a shot at the orange in the dome. Um, You know, so we'll see. i Sort of hoping for a sighting of Adrian Wojnarowski. I don't know if we're going to get that. I put it out there on Twitter a while back. I don't think Woj is coming, but you never know. But you know, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Vegas has Syracuse as a, a five to six point favorite right now. Really? Depends on where you look. So uh, wow. they're expecting a you know a possession or two game. I mean, right. It's going to go down to the wire. Three one five four three seven. Don't bet on basketball. 44. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bet, period. For for entertainment purposes only, or if you're trying to win money for charity, I which see, is what I've been trying to do all season. There's too many bad beats yeah. in basketball. Hey, oh, we're winning by two. We were giving three. Oh, the guy throws up a three-pointer <laughs> at the end just for for, for giggles. Didn't the, the Syracuse-Georgetown game came down to that, right? It, the, yeah. the line was seven and a half. 
And if I think it was battle on the last possession of overtime got fouled, he made one of two, and so he it was a seven point final instead of an eight point final. That one free throw it could have swung the thing one way or the other. Oh my God. So anyway, just to or your if point, either team in one in regulation, exactly yeah. right. Then there's no chance that, that Syracuse covers. <laughs> to the phone lines we go. Pat and Syracuse up first today on Orange Station. Hey Pat, good to hear from you. Merry Christmas to both of you guys. Same to you. Yeah, for sure. You know. Really excited about the game tonight. I agree with Mike. These types of games are fun. Um, really happy we got we got the win uh, last game. It was it was one of those nerve wracking kind of dull nights. You know, it was not the best weather out. It, it was a you know it was a week night. People are Christmas shopping. I totally get it. Been around long enough going to the dome. I kind of know how it works. When you're going to expect a big crowd, when you can't. Tonight, who knows? You know, it's a Friday night. A lot of people coming into town. The weather's not the best. Who knows what the no-shows will be and what and what the draws? But that doesn't matter because, like Jim Beheim says, the fans don't the, the, the fans don't make baskets. So, in terms of that'll be my segue for this team. I think it's interesting. Um, let me ask you, Mike. In terms of the pick and roll, I mean, we basically that's one of our bread and butters. You know, we have the, the, the high ball, high, the double high, and, and, and the pick <laughs> and roll. I don't think Frank is the best pick and roll guy that we've had. He's He's really below average at it, and I think that's one of the reasons our offense needs to change. Um, I think he's getting better. I agree with you. I don't think he's one of the best they've ever had. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Carter Williams could come off that screen and, and do really well. Um, Tyler Ennis knew it when he arrived. Uh, I think other Flynn guys was the struggle. best at it, and the reason I say that is because for most of the season they were going under Carter Williams' screen for sure, and they can go under Frank's because he's got a slow release. And I just don't understand. We I've seen enough plays watching Syracuse for so long why we keep running the same stuff over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, got to kind of change it up because Frank is not Johnny Flynn, you know? He's not Dion. <laughs> I just, I just, it frustrates me. It I does. Think Other they, than that, uh... I love this team. They like the ball screen because if Frank can come around and get an edge with his height, he's going to be fine, even if they go under it. Uh, they're just looking for him to get a shoulder in there and, and go. But you know what? They went away from it at the uh, end of the Georgetown game, at the end of regulation. They they yes, let they Frank did. go one-on-one. And, man, how many, like three, four times he was driving to his right and just was able to take his guy off the dribble. So They did the same thing I last year I think they're making adjustments to strengths. Yeah. So, you know, they'll make adjustments according to players' strengths or what the other team's doing. Um you know, Frank's shooting form is, is better this year. It is. The numbers well, don't well. necessarily reflect it yet, but I think he looks so much better and on his shot. The form's good. I want him to keep shooting. Um, and you just kind of hope that the ball starts falling for him. Yeah, I don't I don't want to keep him shooting. I, 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 think he, <laughs> I think he's better going to the rim inside. I, I, I think, uh, you know, he gets some inside baskets. He likes to go outside in instead of inside out. I, I think that's my take with him. I like Brissett going to the hole. Oh, yeah. I don't know why Moyer never finds himself in the paint ever unless it's on a rebound. Um, but, yeah, and what's, what's the other, other thing for my call is uh, any update more on Sidibe? I'm very curious. You know, they're not saying much about it. Um, earlier in the season when it, the tendonitis flared up, I asked Brad Pike about it. He's the a Syracuse trainer. He said it's sure. something that they think they can manage. Uh, that you know, Bar- Barama had it in, in high school as well, and they think that they can get. Him, but it is a little troubling when he has sat out two of the last three games. That's not a good sign. Uh, that, that means it's hurting. Uh, they say that some days he's feels fine, 
and then that other days he has flare-ups and and it and it bothers him and but that's typical of of a bout of tendonitis and I just think it's something that they're just going to have to work with and, and manage for the for the bulk of the season. I don't think it's an injury per se. Um, it's just, an ailment. Yes, that's a better word. Good word. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. That's why uh, I'm here, Mike. <laughs> uh, listen, Pat, we, we're up against the clock, but as Thanks, always, uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate too, the call. Happy holidays uh, to you. Uh, and yes, Jim Beheim did address it uh, briefly after uh, the the Buffalo game, and he said that at this point. He only plans on using Barama in emergency situations, and not now good. that's not to say that that that'll you know that could change tonight, I suppose. But going into the Buffalo game, he said we would use him if it was an emergency. It was an emergency at Georgetown, and that's why he played whatever he played ten minutes, I yeah. believe, but didn't quite look right. And Chuku was in foul trouble, and and Buffalo's so not as big as Georgetown, right? You so could you, get away you, with you it. He got away out. with it against Colgate. Didn't play against Colgate either. Bonaventure doesn't have a huge front line either, so this might be another another game where if Barama's still hurting. They'll play it safe with him. You got to hope that by December thirty first, he he figures it out. And, and you know, again, I don't I don't know as if that's going to happen. That's a little more than a week away. But that's the ACC opener against Virginia Tech, and so we'll certainly uh, have to monitor that situation. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Got to take our first time out. We're back after this. Stephen Fonte, Mike Waters today on Orange Nation. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Live from the DBOffers.com, powered by Drivers Village Studio. This is ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM, Syracuse. And 100.1 FM, Oswego. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Fonte, Mike Waters, back with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Dunn Tire. Phone lines remain open for the next half hour at 315-437-7644. And then we'll get to LeMoyne head coach Patrick Beeline, as we always do on Friday at 1245. You brought up Bonaventure's backcourt in that first segment, Mike, and I wanted to spend some time talking about these two guys. Uh, I don't know if it's the the best backcourt in the country. I've heard it referred to as such by some people. Um, it's certainly up there, though. Jalen Adams best and Matt Mobley. Yeah, I mean they they can play. I mean they can play. They're both averaging better than 17 points per game. Mobley is a, a shade over 18. Uh, Adams is at 17. Missed a little bit of time, as as you pointed out. Uh, these two guys can score. And if if Bonaventure is going to win tonight, or or I guess I don't want to say be in this game, I fully expect, and I think you do too, Bonaventure will be in this game. If Bonaventure is going to win, they need those two guys to lead the way and, and carry the load. Yeah, you got to have your best players play well in a game like this, and it's going to be such an interesting matchup with Adams and, and Mobley from Bonaventure going up against Howard in battle for for Syracuse. Syracuse's backcourt is its strength too. Um, obviously, they're getting good play out of O'Shea set up front, but this team. You know, Battle and Howard carry the load. They they they, don't, they barely come off the court ever. Battle's your leading scorer. Howard has the ball in his hands a lot. So I Howard's got to protect the basketball because the the Bonaventure guys, you know, they they're 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 quick. They got quick hands. They're they're going to be you know pressuring him. Uh, I think in the same way some other teams have tried to pressure Frank a little bit and see if he can. It handle the ball and not turn it. You know, we'll see if he turns it over or not. So I, I think that's a key. It'll be interesting to me, the, both the Bonaventure guys shoot the three really well, but how will they shoot it over 6'5 and 6'6 guys? Because Syracuse's backcourt is still going to be one of the biggest anybody ever sees this year. So, you know, how will they how will they shoot over that zone? That's always a question, no matter who comes in uh, to play Syracuse. 
You know, I was thinking about this as I was driving over here today in regards to the, you know, this this backcourt that Bonaventure has. And and I know that Mobley and Adams are, are terrific players and they're a great backcourt. And I was trying I was thinking to myself, would I take those two over SU's backcourt? And I'm not sure that I would, because Tyus Battle is legit, you know, first round NBA type right. talent. And, you know, you've got a an athletic tall guard in Frank Howard that Again, he he can he can do a variety of things. He can get to the basket, as you mentioned. His shot is better. He's three for four from three point range against Buffalo, including hitting the biggest shot of the game. Yes, I know he had just turned it over, <laughs> but to come back down and to forget about it and just step up and say, you know, I'm I'm letting it fly and, and knock down the biggest shot of the game. My point is, yeah. I don't I don't know. Let me pose the question to you: If you could trade the oh, backcourts, <laughs> I mean, just hypothetically speaking, I don't want to get you in trouble here. Gonna, but, yeah, right. You don't, don't want to give me trouble. It's, it's sports talk radio. It's what we do, Mike. It's, it's what we do. No one's listening. Go ahead, Mike. Say what you feel. <laughs> I will apologize if Coach Beheim speaks out tonight during his press conference about you know I'm, about your answer. Here. This is going to sound like a cop out, but this is a- absolutely a- an honest answer here. I think both backcourts um, are are best suited for, for their, their team. teams. Yes, I would completely agree with and that. And that happens a lot with Syracuse guys because they, Syracuse will play the zone and, and Coach Beheim favors bigger guards and he's not always wedded to a true point guard. He'll take a big guard and, and, and put the ball in his hands like a Frank Howard or a Michael Carter-Williams who developed into a true point guard. Um, you know, so I, I think I don't know that Jim Beheim would trade his backcourt for Bonaventures because I think he likes what he's he got with Battle and Howard. Yeah, right. uh, but I tell you what, Mark Schmidt's probably not trading his either. Right. Because Jalen Adams is is quick, he's dynamic, he, he's aggressive, and, and Mobley shoots it so well, um, you know, and and gives him some size. I think Mobley's six four. I might be wrong, but um, and then they have they actually play a three guard lineup. Uh, ironically, uh, Idris, uh, can you pronounce Taki's last name? Uh, it's T A Q Q E E. Yeah, um, give it a shot. No, thank you. Okay, no, thank uh, you. But the third guard out there is actually—he doesn't shoot threes at all. He's taken only six all year, uh, despite starting every game. And, and it, he was a backcourt partner of Caleb Joseph at Cushing Academy. Had had Caleb Joseph not transferred and stuck around, this would have been his senior year. And and, and the Bonaventure guard is is also a senior. Uh, that Mo- would have been fun. Mobley listed as 6'3", Adams listed as 6'2". Okay. Um, but obviously, you know, they're both seniors. They obviously so they're both they, 3 inches shorter than their Right. And they, you know, they bring leadership to the table. Opposition. They can they can score, they can shoot. And, and I and I I think that was a perfect See, you're you're a natural at this because I think that was a, a perfect answer because I that was the same conclusion that I came to is that politician. if you're Syracuse you're not trading your two guys, and if you're Bonaventure, you're obviously not trading those two guys either. I mean, you you love Mobley and Adams; they are they are your team, and uh, they're your workhorses, just like you know, uh, uh, Battle and Howard have been for Syracuse. In, in addition to to O'Shea Brissett, and, and I like Adams for another reason. He's a Baltimore kid. He is. You know, a lot of people talk about different kinds of guards. You know, Syracuse, you know, Philly guards, New York City guards. I like Baltimore guys too. Uh, you know, that city's produced so much talent. There's so many great schools and teams down there. He came out of Mount St. Joseph High School, uh, which has a really well-known basketball program. He's, he's a good player. I don't know how he snuck under the radar and, and, and found his way to Bonaventure because generally Baltimore's pretty heavily recruited. Uh, they found themselves a real gem. Let's get uh, back on time here. We went a little long in that first segment. Uh, 315-437-7644. Phone lines remain open. We've got Patrick Beeline set to join us at 1245. Until then, we'll keep talking Q's basketball. Big one tonight inside the Dome between the Orange and St. Bonaventure. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Jim Beheim, and you're listening to the Pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Fonte, Mike Waters, back with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation. We are powered by Drivers Village, 315-437-7644. LeMoyne head coach Patrick Beeline set to join us in about 10 minutes, but we go back to the phone lines as we continue to talk Q's hoops. Joe in Liverpool, up next on Orange Nation. Hey, Joe. Yes, hi. Great show. Um, i got to take exception, though. Are you there? Yeah, Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. We got you. Go ahead. I got to take a little exception to, um, and, and this is what's as great as college basketball is, and what makes the the tournament is the mid majors, and I guess I still term Bonaventure in a good conference as a mid major. But but you made the comment that you don't know how this kid from Baltimore escaped and went to Bonaventure. Now, um, I got to take a little exception to that. Um, okay, you got you got a game here. You got a five six point Vegas line on a game. What makes Syracuse so much better? Nothing. And why and why not Bonaventure? Right? We spent the first half hour talking about how good Bonaventure was. Yeah, all right. Well when I say that he flew under the radar and had I'm saying he was a really good player coming out of Baltimore. I don't know how a lot of the air, the schools in that area, you know, didn't get on him. Maybe he was a little small, I don't know. I think he's a great player for Bonaventure. Don't get me wrong. I'm sorry if that was misunderstood. Yeah, well, maybe they did, actually. Uh, they probably did recruit him, but he, maybe he just chose he wanted to go to Bonaventure. I mean, it's not a bad thing. All right. No, no. Appreciate you checking in, Joe. Um, obviously struck a nerve with Joe. I, yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I mean, no, I think well, I was right. misunderstood. I understand what you're saying. You're, you know, normally, normally, and everybody's different and every kid's different, but normally if you get offers from the A-10 and the ACC and, you know, the – Big Ten, you're going to go to the, either the ACC or Big Ten, and there's no disrespect to the you know the Atlantic Ten. That just that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. If you're a I'm highly trying to go player. back in my head at a time when Jalen Adams is probably like a junior in high school. Maryland might have been going through the coaching change there. I can't remember how long Mark Turgeon's in there, but you know, like a school like Maryland, they know, they know you know those kids coming out of that Baltimore area. They're not going to let real good ones get out without a fight. Um, I grew up in that area, uh, so you know. Listen, for St. Bonaventure to get a kid like that out of Baltimore, he's obviously very good. And, yeah, I hope everyone understands that you and I think this is a really good, close game here tonight. I think if you look at the RPIs and the, or the KenPom.coms, uh, I think we mentioned earlier Syracuse is number 52 in Ken Pomeroy's rankings. Bonaventure 60. That, that's a nothing difference. If you, that 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 is like fractions uh, di- difference there. So and home court advantage is worth you know what, three to three? four points. Whatever you know, it's right, worth yeah, at yeah. least a basket. So we're talking about a five or six point spread. I mean, this is as close to a toss up you know as as oh, one yeah. can expect between Syracuse and St. Bonaventure. And we thought going into the year this was going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm glad that we've arrived at this game and it's the quality matchup yeah. we all expected. You know, we've got 10 and, ten one, and 1 against 9 and, nine and two. 2 and and again both teams with good losses, you know, Kansas uh, on the one hand with Syracuse, TCU uh, with Bonaventure and as you said kind of throw out that Niagara game yeah. and and you you could have, you know, a couple of 10 and 1 teams going at it, but no doubt about it. I mean, this St. Bonaventure team is is very, very good and very dangerous to the point where this isn't even a, a game that, you know, you say, well, Syracuse could lose. 
It, like the, the Buffalo game felt like, well, if Syracuse is going to lose that game, Buffalo's got to play really well, and, and Syracuse maybe has to play its B game. If Syracuse right. doesn't play its A game tonight, there is a very good chance Syracuse could. Yeah. Do you understand my, my do. point? This doesn't, like some of those games like Toledo, Oakland, Buffalo. You can like, get away with a B plus effort. But those teams could also come in and, and given the right circumstances, you know, pull off an upset. Sure. If, Sir, if Bonaventure wins tonight, I don't really consider that an upset. Right. They're that good. I know you know a lot about Syracuse and St. Bonaventure. Uh, another guy who knows a lot about Syracuse and St. Bonaventure is Jim Sadlin. Let's get his thoughts right. on this matchup. Well, I think Bonaventure is going to have to shoot the ball well. Um, any team that, that has to beat Syracuse here, especially in the Dome, have to make threes. And, uh, you know, they're not, Bonaventure is not a real powerful inside game, although they've got enough people to keep you busy. But uh, Jalen Adams, uh, Mobley, I mean, those guys have to play well in a game like this. But they've played well in big games. I mean, they've done that against Maryland. They've done it, you know, to beat a very good UB team at UB is, is impressive. They played very well against Texas Christian earlier in the year without Adams. Um, so, you know, I, I think that this will be a, a really competitive game here in the Dome. That was Jim Sadlin uh, from earlier in the week, uh, getting his thoughts on Syracuse and St. Bonaventure. Uh, Coach Sadlin obviously coached at Bonnie's uh, for quite some time. So again, as much as as you and I know about this matchup, uh, you know Jim Sadlin, he's uh, <laughs> he's invested, right? I mean, he's invested in this. What was Grew at one time here, a, a big there. rivalry? I mean, this was a rivalry game at one time. You know, really before the start of the Big East Conference, and and they've gotten away from that. But you know, Bonnie's is is getting better. And to the point where, again, this this does feel like forget about feel. This is a big game tonight. I mean, there's there's, there's no doubt about it. We, we don't have to talk ourselves into it. This is a big game tonight. No question. Uh, yeah, and you, you, when you say rivalry, I think it was really it was a rivalry in the seventies. Right. It really wasn't a rivalry much before then, and it really wasn't a rivalry after. Like once the Big East formed and Syracuse moved into the dome, and uh, they had a conference schedule that, and to fill and. And Jim Beheim wasn't going back to Olean ever again. <laughs> it became, you know, the rivalry just faded away. I, I think, you know, Bonaventure folks obviously want this one. You know, yeah, you, you always want to beat that beat Big Brother or or whatever. But uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories from guys who played back in the '70s or people who were around in the '70s just as fans of of either team. Apparently, it was pretty fun and a, a meeting like every other year in the ECAC playoffs. You know, with a NCAA tournament ride on the line. I don't know as if we'll ever see uh, Syracuse Bonaventure at the Riley Center uh, as long as you know Jim Beheim is here. But do you think we we might see this game at a neutral site? I'd love to, and I think I want to say it was two thousand four. They did play in Rochester. I think Bonaventure. That's right. You're right. So you know, I, I don't remember the year like you do. I think all the years kind of go together for me, but. Uh, I, we can check the media guide here in a moment, but yes, you're right. They did play in Rochester. I think it was the year after Syracuse won the title, but you know now that you're going to go to the media guide, I will. I will look it. I'm not going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> I just, I'm just curious. I will look it up as we hear from John in Syracuse, who's next up on Orange Nation. Hey, hey John. Hi, Mike. I had a question. Uh, have you seen the Hughes kid in practice that's transferred in, and what's your thoughts on him? Um, we don't get to see as much of practice as we used to uh, a couple years ago. Uh, we're, we're limited, but uh, in, in the preseason, uh, I liked what I saw. He's a good size kid for probably going to be a big guard, maybe could play some small forward. He's a legit 6'6", maybe 6'7". Um, you, you can tell he's he spent a year in, in college down at East Carolina because he's not thin. 
he shoots it pretty well. I, I want to. I wish I could see more practice so I could see him go head to head with Tyus Battle because I think that it, that has to be fun in, in practice because it, it would give Tyus somebody his own size to go up against uh, the coaches. I, I can't tell you this, uh, that especially like in the preseason when they were all getting their first real live look at Elijah. They were all really happy. They were all saying that this kid can play and that he's going to be a, ma- a major factor uh, once he finishes his, his redshirt year here. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate you checking in, John. Um, you were almost right, Mike. Oh. Uh, it was the 2003-2004 season. Yeah. You were off by less than a month. They played in uh, <laughs> December of 2003. So You're getting me on a technicality. I meant that season. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, again, not throwing you under the bus. Just want to... I'm just passing along the correct information. The game was actually played December 3rd. 2003 in the uh, in Blue Cross Arena yeah. in in Rochester. You have a great memory because, uh, like I said, all the years kind of run together for me. Thanks, but I'll, I'll give you credit for that, okay? Or half credit. Most credit. 75% <laughs> credit. Uh, let's take another time out. We've got Patrick Beeline, LeMoyne head coach, set to join us on the other side. Keep it here.